Do you want to stay more focused on the right goals in your life or even just figure out what the right goals are for you? Do you want clarity? Do you want better work-life balance? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Success Through Failure. Welcome to the Success Through Failure podcast, the show that reveals failure as your path to success. You'll listen to intriguing interviews with some of the most successful people on the planet and learn how their failures became a launchpad for success and how yours can too. Here's your host, former Division I All-American wrestler, former Division I head coach, speaker, and personal coach, Jim Harshaw. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. Today, I bring you Charlie the Spaniard Brenneman. Ever since I finished my career as a Division I All-American athlete, I longed for not only the clarity of purpose that I had as an athlete, but also the accountability that comes with aspiring for big goals with a team of like-minded people. Then I discovered mastermind groups. Masterminds are small groups of like-minded people who get together either in person or over Skype or just over the phone to provide support, feedback, and advice to other members of the group. So I dove in and I learned all I could about mastermind groups and then I finally launched my own. And the change was instant. I regained the accountability of being part of a group of like-minded, hardworking individuals who hold me to a higher standard. My mastermind group helps me get feedback and advice and even validation when I'm making big, big decisions in my life. And I have clarity and focus and accountability again, just like when I was an athlete. I've now facilitated dozens of high performers in mastermind groups. I'm talking Olympians and MBAs and neurosurgeons and professional athletes and and entrepreneurs and lots of others. I've taken everything you need to know to start your own mastermind group and I put it into a short 10-page ebook titled The Quick and Easy Guide to Starting Your Own Mastermind Group in 30 Days or Less. Grab a copy of this free ebook by going to jimharshawjr.com slash mastermind. That's jimharshawjr.com slash mastermind. Having fought the scariest men on earth, taught junior and senior high Spanish, which can also be scary, won a TV reality show on national television and read incessantly for many, many years, UFC veteran, speaker, and author Charlie the Spaniard Burnaman calls upon his myriad personal and professional experiences and knowledge to inspire you, challenge you, and make you believe. He's been knocked out cold on live television and lived out his own Rocky story in front of a million people. Now, through traditional keynotes and workshops, you can get an inside look at what it takes to compete and win at the highest levels. For the listener, as you know, you if you don't have time to listen to the entire episode or if you hear something you like but you don't have a chance to write it down, make sure you grab your free copy of the action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. Charlie, the Spaniard, welcome back to the show. It's been a while, my friend. Well, you and I have talked recently, but it's been a while since I've been on the show. It's good to be back. It's been over 200 episodes. Do you believe it, man? You were back in episode number four. I don't, and I don't even know how much time that equals, but if it's one a week, it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's over four years. So for the listener, you can go back out and check out episode number four. And actually one of the things I was, I was, go ahead. I've known you for four years. Wow. Yeah, well, I think it's just just over that because we met at the Dang. NCAA. We meet at national wrestling championships or something. No, I, we didn't meet. No, this is a funny that. story, Jim. Uh, Jim and I met virtually in phone call, Lee, 
for quite a while. And right. then finally we met at nationals when it was That's in right. New York city. That was the first time you and I were face to face. Yeah. Uh, so for the longest time, I thought he was just this fake dude that. <laughs> yeah. This like, car- the, like that whole lot. saga with the, the Notre Dame defensive player from <laughs> yeah. Notre Dame. I can't even think of his name right now. You know, yeah. that's what yeah, we thought like each that. other were. We're like, wait, is this guy for real? Cause that's right. Scott Moore, the head coach at Lockhaven, head wrestling coach at Lockhaven told me about what you were doing and then connected us. And yeah, it was years before we actually finally got together in person. So it's been but, downhill ever since, it's been downhill ever <laughs> since, but that actually did happen and it may actually happen again. So we actually hung out for about 15 minutes in person and then, uh, and that was it. So I think that was you. I think that actually happened. It was me. I promise. So I went back and looked at the bio that I had written up for that episode. And one of the things I wrote was, this is a hugely inspirational interview. You'll learn tools and tactics of a successful person who's just getting started. And man, man, you know, you've come a long way since then. You are cranking out a ton of awesome content. I've told you many times, I think you have some of the best stuff on the internet. I mean, I know for the listener, there's the there's Joe Rogan, there's Tim Ferriss, et cetera, et cetera, man. The Spaniard is putting out equally as good of stuff, if not better. And you're publishing basically every day now, right? Yeah, that's pretty humbling, man. I appreciate, I feel like maybe you, you put me in that category before and I sincerely appreciate it because it, you know, four years just getting started and, and now four years into it and having been on the go for four years. And it's almost like if you can imagine zero at the bottom, 100 at the top, I might be to like 80 or 90 right now, but the knowledge gap from 80 or 90 to 100, I feel like is equally, if not more confusing and, and sure. whatevering than one through 80 or 90. So yeah, it's like I know getting so to much. like top 10 in the world, going yeah. from like 100th ranked in the world to 10th ranked in the world. It's, it's a lot of work. It's a huge climb. And then going from 10th to first, you know, it's probably just as big of a leap. It is, man. And, and you and I were chatting off, off recording off air. But so the idea of making it for anyone in anything, you know, fighting, it was getting to the UFC. You made it right. Well, no, because now i got to stay in the UFC. Well, now I'd like to win a fight. Now I'd like to get in the top 10. Now I'd like to win a belt. Now I'd like to defend a belt. Well, now I want to be the greatest of all time. Like it just never it never ends. And for me, it's just been this this going and going and going. And it's never ending, man. But but I'm just so committed to to achieving that this ideal that I have with speaking and podcasting and influencing and inspiring people. And you ask, you know, we're going to talk about habits and, and some of the stuff that gets you to where you want to get to. But one of the things I think it's important to put out there early is there's no secret. You know, I've talked to really successful people, both on my show and behind the scenes. And I say, all right, you know, you've got a huge following. You've got a very loyal following. What's the secret? And they say quality content and consistency. Yeah. <laughs> And I actually like laugh in my belly. I'm like, all right, well, I got 1,200 episodes of quality content. That's definitely not it. It could have been it for them. It could be it for other people. There could be other things that are it for other people. You just never know. So you just got to keep trying all these different things until it either hits or you decide to go in another direction. Yeah, and I, I found the same thing. It's so interesting. You talk to you talk to different experts, right, about how to whatever it is, build a brand or train for a marathon or or build a business or fix your relationship or whatever, right? There there are certain certain sort of fundamental things, but you can talk to ten experts and get ten different stories. And that's part of the problem with 
social media and listening to in, in you know listening to all the experts that are out there on social media about any topic any subject and you go okay so th- there's 10 different experts I'm following and they all say to do different things one says uh, you should you know everything's on on video and YouTube another one says it's all about Instagram or Snapchat or all about building your email list or all about meeting people and networking or whatever right and and they're they're all here's the thing they're all right but you don't have to do all of those things right you, you have can't. to do what you can do and you have to keep advancing the ball and keep trying the things and stepping forward and taking one step forward because you can't you can't see 10 steps down the path you can see maybe two or three but if you take two or three steps down the path now you can see two or three more steps like you just have to keep trying things and doing things and failing and learning yeah. It's, it's become so like I, I, I mentally and physically like train hard every day. So, so my show, and like I said, I have over 1200 episodes and that's today I think was like the 812th daily episode and that's consecutive wow. weekdays. And, and then I have like over a hundred, uh, interviews and then I have over a hundred weekly summations of what I learned. So my mind is on overdrive. I'm raising two kids, you know, they will be six and three. I'm teaching them Spanish. So I re- repeat everything essentially two times and my brain is just really worked. And then I'm scrolling through social media and touching on what you said. That's what made me think of it. The idea of this is just noise. Like this is noise. Just pick one and go. And, and I, a, a buddy of mine, so a, one of my best lifelong friends, and then Kyle Kingsbury, who works down at on it, who's a, a guy that I, you know, trust his judgment and credibility. They've been big fans of this guy named Ramit Sethi. And he's a, a yeah. financial guy and he helped people build businesses. And he has this course that's 2000 bucks. And I actually, I don't know how much it is. I think it's 2000 bucks. And and I'm like, I've, I've met like five versions of Ramit and I've never pulled the trigger. And I'm saying to myself, whether it's him or someone or something else, just follow a path. You know, like yeah. Dave Ramsey's message is never go into debt. Well, that works for Dave Ramsey and his disciples. Ramit, I'm reading his book now. He's talking about credit and utilizing credit cards. That's his method. Some people say bury your money in a dirt pile in your backyard. It's <laughs> Just pick a direction and go because it's really mind numbing <laughs> to ponder so much. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I've always said you can't stumble into, I heard this somewhere, but you, you can't stumble into something unless you're moving forward, right? You've got to move yeah. forward. You've got to take steps forward and, and you've got to embrace the grind, right? I mean, because it is a grind and I guess I can kind of let the cat out of the bag because we're recording this as I am still holding my job at the University of Virginia. But by the time we hit publish on this, Charlie, I won't be working there anymore, right? I, I was- I've taking that step and I'm, I've, I've quit my job and, and going full time all in on podcasting and speaking and coaching. But it was like, embrace the grind, right? And I just, I've been yeah. grinding and my schedule's absolutely absurd. I mean, it's absurd. Like, you know, I'm doing coaching calls while I'm driving, I'm fitting things in, you know, my lunch break, every nook and cranny, there's not a wasted moment of downtime. You know, I'm taking a leak and I'm like, you know, returning emails. And I guess everybody's probably doing that these days, but holy cow. But anyway, you're, (laughs) you know, you're, you're embracing the grind, right? I mean, my goodness, 812 consecutive episodes. Yeah, man. But it, it, so two things, one, I wonder where you were at and where we were at with talking about that out loud. But I think it's like, it's, it's crazy. I want to say tremendous, awesome, but you and I both know that it's a, it's just kind of like a, a real, you know, you refinance a house. It's like you're refinancing your work energy. It's not like it's going anywhere different. You're just putting it into something else and something that you really truly believe in. And 
I re- I'm pretty sure I remember recording with you, I think, or it was either me on your show or, or you on my show. You were on my show way, way back, no? No, I've I've not. You've never been I've on not, the show. I've not reached that level. I've not reached oh, that level. I mean, when I get to that level, maybe maybe we can talk. I have my people. I have my people call talk your people. No, for Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> you should have been like guest number one on my show. Um, well, we'll get that scheduled right away. Good, good. Let's do that. I'll, I'll have my assistant reach out to you. Yeah, have your people um, reach out to my people. Let me tell my assistant. Hey, Charlie, reach out to Jim. Okay. Um, <laughs> Well, then I remember recording with you. It was something. It was. It was not the actual interview that we did. It was well, something. I feel like what, what I second. do with my with my coaching clients, uh, any of my current clients right now who are in Reveal Your Path or Reveal Your Path Pro, uh, I do those sort of small group sessions, group coaching sessions. Where it wasn't long ago, I had you on. You know, a few months ago, um, you did an exclusive session with those folks. It was I don't know, fifteen or twenty people on the call, and, yeah. and just the, the it, video call. It, it, might have been that then, and, yeah. and but I did, the point of this debauchery of a story is that I just remember you starting and teaching me and showing me, and you would say, "Man, I only have this pocket from like it was like five thirty to seven or yeah, five to six thirty right. or something in the morning, and then yeah. you got to go to work, then you got to come home. You have four kids, and I've always looked at you like I couldn't do that, like I couldn't do that. I, uh, <laughs> you know, my partner Dread, who helps me with all the stuff I do, he, he tells me that I have like this." unbelievable ethic and blah, blah, and I'm like, I can't do what I couldn't do what you do, Jim. And I, I tell dread, I couldn't do what you do. So well, I thank we you. I, I feel the same about you. I'm like, holy crime. You publish so say. much. It's amazing. We just, I think we all have our little things that we're good at. And dread and I just had this conversation yet. So dread listeners, my show is a Spaniard show. It's about lifelong learning. I read lots of books and teach what I learn. I interview people and dread is my partner slash designer slash uh, Mr. Miyagi, right? So he just helps me with all this <laughs> stuff. And yesterday, he and I were having this deep conversation that we have every other day because it's like, what, how is this going to take off? And I was thinking to myself earlier that day, I wouldn't rather be doing anything. So I, I have a, a very smart person in my life say, you stop doing your daily show for free. And that would be like telling me to stop working out every day. It's like my show, and this is kind of a response to your, um, you know, how do you do it? My sh- reading and learning and taking notes and teaching is my, it's a part of me as a human, as much as working out is. So to me, it's, it takes time out of my day, just like a workout does, but I just love it. It enriches me. And I truly believe in, you know, this may sound a little bit, uh, I don't know if ostentatious is the word it may, may sound a little bit, whatever, but I think my best gift that I can give people is essentially to to be curious and then teach what I learn because I think there's so much to to get out of life and our experiences and I just love doing that work and I think it can it certainly helps me and my kids and my family and I think it can help other people as well. Yeah, and for the listener, I mean this is a guy who lives it. I mean, he is grinding and he puts out this amazing content and he loves it. I mean, it, it obviously comes through you. If you just tune into one, you know, find him on Facebook or find him on the internet, you'll, you know, find his podcast on iTunes, whatever. And you'll, you'll hear it. If you watch the video videos, you'll see it, but it's, it's fun. And it's, you can tell you're having fun and you love it and you're grinding. And, but it's, but it's like, I, I always say that, how do you turn hard work into inspired action? It's like, you got to, you know, there's, there's digging ditches, which may suck and it's hard work, but you know what, if you're digging that ditch because, you know, you got to dig a, a drainage trench around your house because a flood is coming, you know what, 
it's hard work, but you're like so inspired to do it because you want to save your house, right? Or, you know, waking up early for me and doing what I do, it's like, it's, is it hard work? I guess, I guess, you know, but it's like, I couldn't do the different hard work that other people do, or I wouldn't want to do the different, but I want to do my hard work and you want to do your hard work because it's, it's really not hard work. It's, it's, it's almost not even fair to call it hard work. It's like, but it's more hard work. It's more inspired action than anything. So it's, you for the listener, you've got to figure out what is it that drives you, and it's so cliche to say it, right? Yeah, follow your passions, and you know, quit your job, and you know, do whatever you you'd want to do uh, if money were no obstacle. But it's like there's there's truth to that, right? I'm not saying quit your job. I'm saying find what it is that you love to do, and the grind becomes inspired action. And the ripple effect of it's like the habits that if we end up talking about the habits, you know, yeah, we'll they're going to we'll be pretty <laughs> traditional boring habits that the listeners are going to be like, yeah, oh, that's it, man. That's because that's what it is. So what, one thing I learned from fighting and, and really, I think this kind of pushed me or catapulted me in the trajectory that I'm going is I, I, when I sought out to fight, I had no one else in mind, no one else, right? It was, I want to compete with my skills that I have. I want to be a fighter. I want to get to the UFC. I want to like be champion of the world and do my best and dedicate myself to that. I didn't think, how can I serve other people? I didn't think, how can I, whatever other people, how can I help other people? I've always been a, a sound human being. My parents raised a kind person that you treat others with respect, you know, so outside of the standard good person, I didn't seek help helping people, right? I, that was not my profession or my job, but I learned by fighting that holy cow, dude, just by pursuing this thing with all of your being, people are drawn to that and attracted to that and inspired by that. Yeah. Such that when I finished fighting, I was like, oh, well, I'll just and kind of inspire people that way. Because if you dedicate yourself to something wholeheartedly. Sorry, and dread, it blanked oh, out just for a second there. You said, uh, when I started fighting, I'll just then continue. From there. I'll just. Yeah. When I started, when I stopped fighting, I figured, well, I'll just dedicate myself wholly to something else. Yeah. And when you do that, people become interested. Dread, my partner, always refers to Rachel Ray. Rachel Ray in cooking, like, I don't, I'll never, and he, these are his words, but I feel the same way. Like, I'll never cook a meal that Rachel Ray shows me how to cook on TV. But I love that Rachel Ray loves it. And that inspires me to love what I love. And you can look across the board. He always uses Mike Rowe, right, with, with kind of uh, blue-collar labor. and guy who hosts you know, Dirty Jobs. Yeah, guy who hosts Dirty So it's like, man, that drives me. I don't, I don't necessarily want to do that work, but I want to do my work, and my work is reading books and asking questions. Yeah, for the listener, like, what's your work, right? And your work might be, you know, serving the homeless on the weekends, right? It doesn't have to be like starting a podcast, right? It, that's like your work. There's people all around the world doing inspired work. Like what is yours, if, right? And, and it if, doesn't have to be if, just one thing. It can be multiple things. People ask me often if, if I'll ever go back to teaching. And my, my first response is I basically am teaching and I get to teach whatever I want, whenever I want, which yeah. is my show, which is something I absolutely love. But if I were and I don't want to teach within the confines of a school because I just I don't want to be in, in that environment with the, you know, the the requirements and the, I don't know the, the different elements of being a teacher is, is very little. You don't have to grade papers inspired. either when you're with your podcast, right? Are, you, are people turning yeah, in papers? Right. Do you have to grade? No. Uh, yes, they do. I have so many paying customers. I didn't want to say anything, but <laughs> no, zero. But if I did go back to teaching my work, so this is for the person who who's working the uninspired job, who 
doesn't have whatever to start whatever, right? You're in your job. That's your here and now. If I were to go back to teaching now, not wanting to go back, I may, I may have to substitute teach to subsidize myself as I grow this business. I don't yet, but I may have to. If I do, my intent, my quote work is going to be inspire the heck out of these kids and make them believe in learning, period. That regardless of what class I'm in, regardless of what type of teacher I am, that would be my work. Like, how can I connect these kids to learning, leading them to a life that they want? That that would be my work. So whatever job you're in, inspired or not inspired, ask yourself, all right, the underlying thing, I'm going to be a this today, but what am I really going to do? And that really going to do needs to be enough to at least get the ball rolling. Yeah, love that. So let's, let's dive into the core habits thing. You know, you, you mentioned it there briefly and I keep going back to this episode. I recorded one episode 184 for the listener. If you want to go check it out, just jimharshawjr.com slash 184, or we'll have the link in the action plan. Actually, uh, we'll put the link to the action plan in the action plan. If you got that. So there'll be a PDF How about that? in action plan within an action plan. I don't know if it's ever been done. It might break the internet, but we're going to give it a try. Plan, it's a, it's like action plan squared. Yeah, it's, it's, it's deep stuff. <laughs> and, but he said, this is Alan Stein Jr. Alan Stein said, fall in love with the fundamentals. And he's talking about these elite performers and like falling in love with the fundamentals in, in Spaniard. That's what you said a few minutes ago. It's like, that stuff's not, it's not sexy. It's not always fun. It's kind of boring. You know, I, sometimes I've recorded podcasts where I'm talking about, I don't know, gratitude or goal setting. I'm like, yeah, I know you're like totally let down because you thought it was going to be like this, you know, yeah. secret inside ninja thing that's like, oh man, nobody knows this thing. It's like, no, people know, people know what they are, but there's a million habits, right? There's a million things that we can do, should do, could do, want to do in order to maximize our potential and, and level up. But like, I want to hone it down for people and go, okay, listen, yeah, there's 20 things that you can probably do every day that are going to really help you level up. But like, what are the three or the five things that are like non-negotiables, and I'd love to hear from you. I mean, can you can you share a couple that you've heard from any of your guests and or that that you do in your life? Yeah. So the first first two I mentioned are are one training very intensely. So a lot of people have benefits of working out. I absolutely feel those benefits, reap those benefits, or else it'd be hard to convince myself to do it. But I can tell you that I do not look forward to working hard. Like I wish, and maybe in time I will reframe how I look at it. But I I fret going. I fret this workout I got to do after this <laughs> because I know it's going to be really hard. So like, I believe that it makes you a better person. I believe it makes you more well prepared for whatever you encounter. I think the idea of rents due, right? Like the, the, I forget what the exact saying is, but you know, rents due every day or the first of the month, whatever. So start yeah. working something like that. I, I love that idea. So training, not just like I'm going to the gym, now I'm going to play patty cakes and, you know, walk around and talk to this guy and that guy, blah, blah, blah. No, like go in a corner, like a dirty corner, preferably, and just bust <laughs> out some hard work. And, and that, that to me is, is fundamental. And then also, for and, me, uh, uh, it, let me just jump on that real quick. One of my clients recently asked me, he's like, man, Jim, I'm, I've kind of fallen off the path. My program's called reveal your path. And he's like, Jim, I'm kind of, I've kind of fallen off the path. And you know, I need, I need a hard reset. That was his word. He said, I need a hard reset. And one of the things that I basically prescribed him was a hard workout. Like go get sweaty and do something 
really hard. That's going to just, so you feel spent when you're done. And that was one of the few things that, that we started with. And, and it was awesome. Like he, he felt totally reset and back on track and recharged. You know, one of the things to, to, and I don't even know how this is going to come off and I don't know if it's going to be helpful, but personally, I don't fall off the path. I just don't fall off the path. I, I know my path there. It, there are some built in, you know, eat like garbage today, this weekend. Hey, it's the week before between Christmas and New Year's. That's a given. But in terms of the path of the year, I don't fall off it. I never understood why guys in fighting would, would get fat after fights. It's like, dude, you're a professional fighter. It's, it's, you fight and then you rest for a week and then you get better and then you fight again. So that I guess ma- make your path one such that you believe it's going to get you to where you want to go, but then don't fall off it. Like, uh, a cheat meal or two days off in a row or that that doesn't have to be falling off the path that can be part of your path the start and stoppage of start stop start stop will not in the long run work so it's like reveal your path design your path however you want to call it and 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 then stick to it just don't fall off it now i'm not as hardcore as someone like jocko willing who gets up at 4:30 every day i'm just not i'm i'm i'll say i'm i'll say much more human but I say that in jest because I've been around seemingly machine-like men, and I know they're human. So I'm, I know Joe is a human, but he's more disciplined and needs less rest than I do. So, you know, kind of find your path and stick to it. it, it and I've been doing this, started training and working out when I was eight years old. So I've been doing it over 30 years. And I'm just now realizing, dude, just trust it. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to become something you don't want to become because it's already ingrained. So the training is, is first and foremost in my life. And let me, let me jump in there too. And and I'll I'll say this because you said, you know, you don't fall off your path and there, there's a difference between, and, and then you said, well, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll eat not healthy food and then I'll, and then that's just for like a weekend or whatever. Like there's a difference between stepping off your path for a weekend, you know, you're going somewhere with the family, you eat some junk food, you get an ice cream, whatever, versus drifting off of the path, right? Drifting unintentionally off the path where, you know, just to, to, to extend the analogy of, of a path, right? If you're going through the woods and you're on a path and you're like, Drift it. You drift off because your focus is. I don't know. You're looking down at your phone, right? And then you keep walking and walking, and you drifted off the path. Now you're going, crap. Where the hell am I? Versus stepping off the path where you go, oh, there's a thing over there that I want to go see. There's a lookout, a vantage yeah. point. I'm going to step off of my path. I, I know where my path is. I'm going to go back over to my left there, but I'm going to step over here to the right. And for the weekend, eat an ice cream, and then I'm going to go back over to my path. I know where it's at. There's a there's a difference there, and most people drift off of it. If they know if they know where their path is, they drift off of it, or they're on a path that's not very well defined, yep. and therefore it's easy to drift off the path. So included in my path, so <laughs> my wife, uh, I've been with her. You know, we got married in 2012, and we've been dating for however long, more than that, but she still on a pretty regular basis is amazed by how much I eat. And many of those times it's not good food. So I'll have seven cuts of pizza, 24, 32 ounce soda, and then ice cream on, when I say a somewhat regular basis, maybe I'll have that once every two weeks, but like some people, my brother was to me, geez, dude, you eat a ton of sugar, but it's like, 
I do it once in a while, and then the other times I just don't do it. Like I love a given for me is two giant bowls of cinnamon toast crunch. Love it more <laughs> than anything, but I just don't do it all the time because it's just not part of my whatever. But I'm sure if you talk to some people, they would tell you that that is the devil and I'm a POS for eating cinnamon toast. I don't care because that's just how I am and how my path is. Yeah, yeah. All right. So working out is is a big uh, – is a core habit for you. What else? Reading books. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I don't have time for that. You, you do have time for that. Uh, it's a priority and I'll give you a strategy and that is to pick a kid's book, a picture book. Pick any picture book. And if you go to my website, uh, charliespanner.com, which I'll give out later, you'll see a reading list and you'll be able to see a bunch of kids' books. And there are kids' books that are chapter books and kids' books that are literally five-minute picture books that can change your life. And so you do have time to read. You've just got to commit to it. And a strategy I would say is is get a buddy, get a reading buddy, someone in Reveal Your Path. And uh, each of you get the kids' book, you read it, and then at the end of the week, after that five-minute book read, you have a 10-minute conversation and tell each other how that book changed your life or influenced you and an action you took from it. It's like – it's pretty cut and dry. It's pretty like you know, not very cool sounding, but that's what books do, and that's why I do this show – my show the way I do it. I don't have that person, but I talk to you, the listener, and, and I tell you what I learned from it. Love that. And, you know, I'm just thinking about an episode uh, with my episode with John Gordon, episode 117. And I was in, if, for the listener, if you don't know who John Gordon is, he's a very, very well known speaker and author. He's written tons of best selling books in Wall Street Journal, number one bestseller, et cetera. And, and I brought up this book that when I was interviewing him, I'm like, hey, you know, this, that, the book Shark and the Goldfish, it's a great kids' book. I really recommend it to the listeners. And he goes, uh, that wasn't a kid's book. <laughs> it's like, it's like this really, it's such a great book. It's the shark and the goldfish. It's about a goldfish who gets washed out into the ocean and he has to fend for himself, etc. And, and it's like really kind of framed like a kid's book. I thought my kids love the book, but anyway, for the listener, like it's an easy page turner kind of book, but yeah, great recommendations, Charlie. And then, uh, you know, like I said, there's a ton out there and there's a ton on my site and it's just a matter of not making that excuse. All right, for the listener who's not going to actually get to the end of the episode because they're pulling in their driveway on their way home from work, where's the reading list? So if you go to my website, charliespanier.com, every handle I have is charliespanier.com, basically. Cool. And if you go to there, my website, you'll see a reading list. Click on the reading list. And uh, it also helps support the Spanier Show. So thank nice. you in advance. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, you can click on those links if you buy something from there. It's like a, 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 a um, affiliate link. So awesome. Yep. Yeah. That, buy your books through that that link. That's awesome. And um, actually buy the biggest thing you can possibly buy as well because I just refrigerators, if cars. They, if they stay on Amazon after clicking the book yeah. link and buy something, it still counts. So yeah. just buy go buy a house yeah. on Amazon. Buy a house. Yeah, you can probably buy a house on there now. Uh, what else? Core habits. Uh, so I ask a lot of questions. So that kind of goes in line with reading, but I ask a lot of questions. Okay, so why don't I create a show where I read books and ask questions? And that's exactly what I did. So it uh, in in the here and now, it is providing my income. I have aspirations of it providing a a richer, and I'll say richer, borrowing from you know Ramit's book. I'll teach you to be rich, not just money, but money experiences, the whole package. And so I uh, I love asking questions, and for me, it's kind of an obsessive trait, meaning that it's kind of a negative as well, because it annoys a lot of people in my close circle. My, my wife, I, I know I annoy my dad <laughs> quite often when I ask him all kinds of menial questions about how stuff works. And, and it can uh, at times cause you to come off as intrusive 
but I have a very curious mind that wants to know. And so that, again, that kind of led me to, hmm, what can I do with this? So, so uh, an assessment of, of traits, I think, is maybe not a, 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 a traditional habit, but I think assessing your traits and then moving in that direction is huge. And it's something I think I subconsciously did for my whole life. I wrestled. And then when I started teaching Spanish, it was like, well, what do, what do I want to do? And I was like, well, what can I do? I can wrestle. Huh. My friend started fighting. I'll start fighting. And then from there, it was the same transference of skills. I like being on a stage. I like working hard. I love reading books. I like asking questions. What can I do with that? And then you just kind of go. It's like your your skills are the the cart. No, the horse leading the cart, which is you. And I just kind of follow my skills. And I'll I'll add on to that. Even if that's not like a skill that you have, that's when you should develop. That should be a core habit, whether or not that's something that comes natural to you, because for a lot of reasons. Number one, if you ask questions, you can you can have a conversation with anybody. Everybody loves to talk about themselves, right? And, and if you ask questions, it gets the other person talking. And when you ask questions, you learn about them. And you go, oh, wait, we have this thing in common, right? And you're finding out things that you have in common. You can you create, you know, build relationships, networking, etc. Uh, if you're in sales, it's all about questions, man. Get the other person talking. Again, people love to talk about themselves, but they're going to tell you their problems, their challenges. Uh, you can build a relationship, build trust, and then go, oh, this is their challenge. This is their problem that they just explained. Well, let me frame my solution uh, in, in a way that can help them with their problem. And the other one, a third kind of bullet point just on that is like, it's how you help and serve people, right? You can't help and serve people if you don't know what they're going through, if you can't understand their challenges. And you're only going to get that by asking questions, right? The obvious you know, analogy there is a doctor asking questions. You sit down in the doctor's office and they start saying, okay, tell me what's wrong, right? That's how a doctor can help you. And that's how you can serve people in the world. And I think that should be a core habit for everyone. Amen, Jim. What else you got for us? Core habits. Core habits. Uh, I, I was trying to think of how to frame this or how to say it, but I, I feel like I I ignore myself a lot. Slash, I tell myself to shut up a lot. And what I mean by that is, I have as much anxiety. I won't say as much as anyone because I'm sure there's more people, but I, I would say at least as much as I don't know over half the population of anxiety and self doubt and worry and. It's plagued me my whole life, but I, I keep moving forward in spite of it. So many, many, many days, I off many times on every day, pretty much it, it's getting past that. And that could, you know, I worry about appearance, like, like, I don't know, anything small as my shirt or whatever, like, it doesn't matter. Honey, does this look all right? Just, blah, 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 blah. you know, so I worry about menial, stupid stuff. I worry about. Uh, when I record an episode, oh my gosh, did I say something? Is it everything I say is okay? Did I offend anyone? I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to make anyone upset. I don't want to get in trouble. Blah, blah, blah. Like I just have all this like unfounded anxiety and worry. And so it, it's a constant daily thing to to keep moving forward in spite of that. So I think that way, you know, or the decision to do that is the difference between everything. Because if I listen, then I would never do anything. So, so is the I habit got, to be anxious? No, I mean, the habit would be to tell yourself to shut up, like just keep moving forward, yeah, know, kick yourself in the corner and go. Yeah, man, I love that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just reference another episode while we're here. I episode, I reference episode uh, 117 with John Gordon and 184 with Alan Stein Jr. But Drew Manning, who I had on most recently, episode 149, 149, he hosts the 
TV show, Fit to Fat to Fit. He's got just a massive brand. He's awesome. He's been on Dr. Oz and on all kinds of TV shows and late show. And, and But anyway, I just watched a video this morning of him that he posted on LinkedIn about some anxiety that he's dealing with, right? And some things that are challenging that he's going through right now. And guess what? You, the listener, like you're going through something too right now. You have anxiety. You have self-doubt. You have fear. I do too. Spaniard does too. And that's just, that's part of the game, right? I would be willing to bet that if we asked every single person I've interviewed on this podcast, most of them would admit to being anxious and fearful and having self-doubt around different things and having to step into that, right? The saying of, of courage isn't the absence of fear. It's it's the the presence of fear, but but walking into it, stepping towards it, like doing something despite the fear that you have. And, and so that's, uh, so I appreciate you bringing that up standard. Yeah. It's unfortunately just, well, unfortunately or unfortunately, it's just part of the, part of the package that is me. Yeah. Got anything else to add to that list of core habits or no? Uh, I think uh, this developed in, you know, since dread and I, well, since I started this and then dread became pretty much a, a full-time partner in it, we talk a lot. So the, uh, the anxieties that I have or the ideas that I have or the, the thoughts that I have, I, he's almost like my therapist. And I would say to some, you know, I heard, uh, it's a really smart guy, I think, uh, who wrote thinking fast and slow. I never read the book. His name is Daniel Kahneman. I think it was him that said it, but, uh, he, he, he talked about an intellectual partner and meaning like exactly what it sounds like an intellectual partner you call each other and you stretch each other intellectually and dread is is kind of my intellectual partner slash my therapist slash my mr miyagi slash advisor slash partner and if i have something brewing in my mind and uh, you know if, if i think to myself okay i really want to say this to uh, my wife pretty sure i don't need to say it <laughs> pretty sure if i do say it it's going to start an argument um, I'm going to sit on it for, uh, two hours and then I'm going to call dread. I'm going to talk to dread. He's really smart and he's really objective and he's going to talk me through it. And at the end of that conversation, I will feel relief and I will feel like, all right, I'm in a good spot. And if I do bring it up to my wife, I bring it up in a much more thoughtful way, or I just realize it's not worth bringing up, man, let it go. And then I let it go. And that, that has become, and that's there. I mean, that's therapy. It, in a nutshell, I mean, that is what therapy is. You talk to people about your your problems, challenges, anxieties, worries, you know, all that stuff. And uh, that's exactly what I do with him. And it, it helps me tremendously on a regular basis. Yeah, I love that. It's it's this idea of taking the subconscious stuff that's swirling around in your head and getting it out into the open so that you can actually make decisions on it logically and, and intentionally versus kind of drifting into, well, I'm going to, you know, I feel this way, so I'm going to say something to my wife. And you go, wait a second, wait a second, maybe I shouldn't say that. Or maybe I should say it in a different way or approach the scenario situation yeah. in a totally different way. So, yeah, that's great. All right, man, well, anything else to add to the list? No, I think that's a pretty thorough... Um... That's a great list. So r- r- uh, give them back to me. Got, I got workout... Read books and ask read, questions. Yeah, read books, ask questions, shut up, tell yourself to shut up and have an <laughs> uh, intellectual partner. Yeah. Those are powerful, man. Those are powerful. Love it. Love it. You know, 
for the listener, you know, you can go back to, you know, talk to a lot about habits over the various episodes. And these are a lot of different ones, right? I mean, reading and working out might be on there, but the idea of an intellectual partner, uh, the idea of like, of being a voice inside your own head, telling yourself to shut up and, and keep moving. Uh, and then also asking questions. I mean, those are three that, that I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have thought about, but those are, those are amazing core habits that will change the trajectory of your life. There's a, a book, and now this this book stretched me. I have a pretty wide, so the three books I have on me right now are I Will Teach You to Be Rich, uh, Hidden War, which is about the this uh, Mexican drug cartels in Northern California and the game wardens uh, that are that are combating these giant marijuana plantations that the cartels are creating. And then I have Chip and Joanna Gaines's book, The Magnolia Story. So I've got quite a wide interest in reading books. And I don't even know why I said that other than to say something meaningful, but I forget what it was. So <laughs> Sorry, we got the power of edit. We can edit whatever we want. <laughs> we just leave it in here. It's just leave it. That's what happens. All right. We'll leave it in. Um, but it reading. something to do with that. Oh, no, I know what it is. Yeah. So, so I read a lot and, and it's easy to, and, and there's a book called the untethered soul, right? So I read a wide variety of books. Don't, don't edit that part out. Leave it in there. All right, leave and, it in. This uh, is real, real life. The untethered soul is a book that stretched me to my, I'll say my ability to comprehend spiritual content, right? So if you read something that's very spiritual and maybe I'll say esoteric, I think I'm using that word correctly, but I'm not totally sure or kind of abstract and a little bit out there. This book was not that, but this book pushed me to my outermost limit of, yeah, I'm into this. I like this more abstract. I don't know if I would have been able to comprehend it, but it was a really solid book. And it talks about, you know, what we're talking about, uh, the habits and, and, not getting lost in all the stuff you've got going on in your mind. That's a really good book at, at giving you a self-reflective look at how you operate and where you sit within yourself and the different voices you have and who's you and who's not you. It's an interesting book. So if, if you feel like you could learn a little bit more about that, I think that would be a, a an interesting read for you. It's called The Untethered Soul. Untethered Soul. I've heard about that recently, too. So excellent. All right. We'll include uh, we'll include that in the action plan as well. Spaniard, where do people find you, follow you, uh, get more of you, consume more of your content? Where do they go? Well, lastly, the uh, one of the other things I want to point out there, when, when you're throwing habits that, that you have for yourself or, or you want to create it, it sounds really sexy to, to say these like, uh, hey, man, and, and if you do do these things, great. But but to, do you meditate? Well, no, I don't meditate. Uh, okay, well, do you drink? Do you drink this thing? Nope, don't drink this thing. Well, do you do coffee, this? Right? Yeah, or whatever it is. Like, right. a, of course, my, my friend, <laughs> my friend just went to an event, and she was like, I actually heard these people talking about this, like something, something, matcha, something, something tea that sounded so awful. And they were like, yeah, I'm going to go on it. I'm going to go on it. I saw someone on social media recently where it was like, it named all these 10 things that you have to do in order to basically be successful. And it was making a mockery of it. <laughs> and love it. If, if you do those things, whatever. But the point is, don't get lost in the details. Just do something. It's none of it's sexy. It all is hard. It all sucks pretty much, but just try to try to do the ones that work for you and don't get lost in the details. Yeah, man. That's like a great summation of, of success and like what it takes to get there, man. 
in terms of where to find me on uh, my website, as I said before, is charliespender.com. I do a lot of speaking at schools and businesses. So if you're interested in that, just click on booking and fill out the short form. My reading list is on there too. I've got, I don't know, close to a hundred or more books on there, links to social media. And uh, my show is called The Spandard Show, World's Toughest Lifelong Learner on iTunes. Search it out. Give it a listen. Let me know what you think. And then lastly, Jim, my new book is coming yeah. out soon. It's called Becoming the World's Toughest Lifelong Learner, a book for anyone who wants to pursue anything. And it is a book of principles, and it is uh, the second part of a series of memoirs that I envision writing for my lifetime. But if you go to charliespender.com slash email, I'll be emailing out when it's finished the uh, the whole PDF of the book. So if you don't want to buy it, you can read the PDF. And then if you want to buy a copy for your friend, that'd be cool. If not, you get the book and all its contents, charliespender.com slash email. Excellent. I have all those links in uh, in the action plan, of course. So jimharshojr.com slash action. We'll have uh, the PDF. You get all the links there, uh, links to Spaniard social media, etc. So Charlie, Chuck, thanks for coming on the show, man. Again. Blast, dude. Yeah. Good luck to you and your new endeavors. Thanks, man. This is uh, it's exciting. Thanks for being part of my path along the uh, journey here. You know, I've always said that uh, we got to have people in our lives who hold us to a higher standard that we believe we can attain. You're one of those people for me, so I appreciate your uh, just being part of this part of this journey for me. So, thanks, brother. Onward and upward, man. And for the listener, until next time, take the time to get clear on your goals and embrace failure as a stepping stone on your path to success. Thank you.